Dobro pojalovat v podcast vremeni sestra. That was Welcome to the Sister Time podcast in Russian. Go me. Because this week's episode is about The Magic Pony, a Russian film from 19-something. Be the bird, how beautiful, red, lovely And then it was released in the States in 1977. And there was another version made in 1975. It's a mess. A little bit. But also, some amazing animation. The fact that it was made in the 40s and was this well animated is insane. Knocked our socks off. Thank you, Soraya, for your excellent recommendation. Maddie Darkness Dementia Raven Howard has long ebony black hair with purple streaks and red tips that reaches her mid-back and icy blue eyes like limpid tears, and a lot of people tell her she looks like Amy Lee, and if you don't know who she is, get the hell out of here. She's a vampire, but her teeth are straight and white, and she is also a witch and goes to a magic school called Hogwarts in England. <laughs> Sorry, that was really good. Abby Howard has a painting in the basement that she won't let you see. It shows how many cats she would have if she really had as many as she wanted. The result troubles her late at night. This is more true than you could ever know. <laughs> so what have you been up to this week, Abby? Well, this week I met a very nice cat in my backyard. That nice. was basically the best thing that's ever happened to me. Tell me more about the cat. Well, it was white with some spots on its face and it meowed really loud. Oh and man, it was happy that's the to best kind of cat. It was so pretty and soft. Oh. It hissed when I touched it, but it was like a friendly hissing somehow. Like <laughs> you it was like I'm hissing, every but don't worry. Aggressive animal as being friendly towards you. Whenever a dog barks at you, you're like, I bet that dog really likes me, and he's just a barking dog. See, every animal likes me deep in their hearts. They just don't know it until I tackle them <laughs> and convince them that they love me. And then this weekend, I'm going to Van Calf. Then after that, I'm going to go to Montreal, so I'm going to kind of have a vacation due to the oh, fact wow, that I'll be away from my scanner. I am, because I've missed my friends and also my boyfriend. Well, I hope you have a delightful time. Maddie, what about your week? I went to a wedding last weekend, at which an extremely nice old lady told me that I looked very pretty, and that basically made my entire week. Have you met any cats lately? No. You know what? Brendan shaved. That was really difficult for me. Um, oh. Every time he shaves his face, he looks like he's 15 years old again. But eventually he sort of grows out to, like, this John Hamm middle stage, and I really, like, I love that. So I'm just waiting for that to happen. It'll only take a couple more days. I'm sorry for this strange time in your life. It's How okay. will you survive? Into every life, a little beardlessness must fall. So I also spent tonight watching this movie, which is only about an hour and 15 minutes and is entirely on YouTube. The dub version is. I also found a version with subtitles. If you guys search for, like, 1947 The Magic Pony, then you should be able to find it. Though its original title was actually The Humpbacked Horse, <laughs> which I think is just uniquely hilarious. Do you, are, were you ever, like, a horse girl? Because I feel like this would absolutely appeal to, like, the horse girl. Oh yeah, very pretty horses, but I was never a horse girl. I was, I went through the same dragon stage that you did. Right, yeah, dragons. But horses never really did it for me, but the horses in this movie were, like, really pretty. I kind of got it a little bit. Yeah. You know what they looked they like? They had, like, these big swan necks Yeah, going they on. looked, like, rapidash. Even prettier, though. Yeah. But they had, like, fire manes, all of them, or gold manes. 
But there are like three animals that kids get into. Wolves, dragons, or horses. That's it. Really? Only those three? I mean, look, there's outliers, but these are the main three. Yeah, I go through these phases. We were dragon ladies ourselves. We, We were dragon ladies. Children. We were dragon girls. Though I remember the horse girl in my grade. I remember her name. It was Erin. Erin was really into horses. <laughs> this would be a movie for her. Now, I dedicate you know this podcast to Erin. Now that I think about it, I might have been a wolf kid. Are you sure? Oh, you did think you were a werewolf. Well, quote unquote think. I <laughs> wish I was a werewolf. And I uh-huh. pretended that I had an uncle who was a werewolf that lived under the bed. I wrote a story one time, or basically any story ever, where a girl was adopted by wolves. So, you know. I guess I was a wolf person. That was me, guys. You were the wolf girl. What about big cats? I friggin' love them. I yeah, love lions. do you think that's one of the food groups? I feel like wolves is more of one of the stage ones, where you get really into wolves. With lions, it's kind of a lifelong thing. I'm okay. into lions forever, and that's the deal. <laughs> I think I was into big cats, because I remember for a while, anytime we were driving anywhere and someone had the radio on, I imagined that the band was entirely composed of giant people cats. Huh. And I sort of would like picture them singing the song in my head. I I've literally never shared you. that with another human being, so I hope you feel Well, special. now you've shared it with everyone. Probably like 200 people max. Anyway, so what happens in the Magic Pony slash Humpbacked Horse? A child named Ivan tames a magical stallion who gifts him with a magical pony and two really fancy looking horses that wind up bringing him into the employ of the Tsar slash King, who then forces him to do increasingly dangerous things in true fairy tale fashion, but he is protected all the while by his rad magic pony friend. The characters, we have Ivan, the young child, typical kid, idiot. you know. He is. It's stated that he's dumb, and he kind of just skates through the whole thing, basically. Yeah. Good thing his horse knows what to do. I mean, pony. Whatever. <laughs> then we also have the Sar slash King, who is just a really happy dude. That's his thing. He's just jolly. super happy. He's a jolly, jolly old man. And he really digs Ivan. He's way into Ivan's stuff that Ivan has going on. Well, he just wants to steal everything from Ivan. He doesn't, like, like Ivan. Oh, yeah. He just likes the stuff that Ivan has. But he does yeah. kind of respect Ivan's abilities, I feel I don't like. Think He's so. like, Whoa. I think he thinks that he could be Ivan. Um, or, no, I think he thinks that because he is able to get Ivan to do stuff for him, he is as good as Ivan is. You know what? You're right. Which is why he's so jolly. He's not, like, worried about competing with anyone because he's in control of literally everything. And because he has all these people who have skills around him, he's like, ah, yes, I am cool just like them. In fact, I'm cooler because I use them to get stuff. He's, like, proud of his delegating abilities. We also have a guy who used to work in the stables before Ivan got to work in the stables. And he's got green skin, and he's just 100% a villain looking. So but really, evil. he just wants his job back. I mean, he might be kind of, you know, that one time where he was holding the noose, and he was like, I can't wait to put this around Ivan's neck. Oh, boy. And he just sits there laughing with this noose for like a whole five minutes or something. <laughs> but he's not really that evil. He just looks really evil and well, crawls around on the ground a whole lot laughing you know, the way to get your job back is not to kill the person who currently has it. Well, I, I think that is something that happens that a lot. Logic? Wait. No, that's bad. I'm not agreeing with that. <laughs> like, the way to get your job back is to just, like, be good at it and not, like, or be good at doing whatever it is you do and not, like, backstab the person who has the job. Yeah, he could have tried a little harder to, like, break in the horses that got Ivan the job. To be fair, he had, horses, like, two minutes. He was just like, come on, horses, and they ran away from him. 
And then yeah. the king was like, well, I guess you can't handle these horses. Ivan, you're hired. Honestly, from that his guy point was of like, view, but, the whole thing what? is, like, pretty different. But since he looks so, like, Jafar-level evil guy, it's kind of hard. He looks like a cross between the Wicked Witch of the West and Jafar. Yep, that's accurate. Like, just by looking at him, you're like, oh, that would be the evil character. Yeah. I mean, he does lie a whole lot, so that's always bad. Because what he does is he goes to the king and he's like, hey, this Ivan kid says you can do all this cool stuff and he bet it on your rad beard or, like, your castle or whatever. And the king is like, what? I bet he can't. But let's see if he can, though. And then makes Ivan do this thing. And that's kind of the whole deal. And Ivan's like, I didn't ever say that. And he's like, I have, you know, I heard it from, like, multiple people or (laughs) one. It's pretty reliable i i trust this strange king is such a man. Fuck up. we okay. also have this magic pony character who is a pony or horse with huge ears and it's magical in all the ways that are convenient yeah it talks it flies it dances it like does magical stuff it can do everything and it always knows everything it's like here yeah i know where to go to get that thing we just go over here this is where uh the phoenixes hang out or whatever yeah, where did the pony, like, come from originally? We don't know anything about the pony, except that it's a gift from the magical Sky Horse. What is the Sky Horse? What is the Sky Horse is never talked about. At the no. very beginning, the Sky Horse is just, like, romping through the field, and Ivan's like, whoa, and hangs on to it for a minute. And then and it's then... like, whoa, you managed to hang on without falling off. Therefore, you're the best human that ever lived. Um, and here's here... this magic pony and these gorgeous-ass horses. But where did the pony come from? What is the pony? The pony seems like it's more powerful than, like, anything in the world. It knows how to do do everything. It knows everything about the, like, place they are. What is it? It's a magic pony. It's an alien. Well, ancient aliens. (laughs) Ancient It's an ancient alien. I've got my hair up. You can't see it. Anyway, sorry. Okay, so what about the other characters? And that's it. No, that isn't it. No, we're not going to talk about the princess yet. But I want to... So what kind of stuff does the king make Ivan do, exactly? Well, first, the king finds out that Ivan has a rad phoenix feather, which is, like, better than a candle, basically. (laughs) That seems to be the deal. Better than a candle. Wow, something better than a candle. It seems to have more magical powers than that. It just glows, but it also does other things, right? We never see it do anything else. Yeah, maybe it just glows. There seems to be more than one phoenix... I think usually in stuff there's only one phoenix. Yeah. Though, interestingly, I sorry to bring up Terry Pratchett again, but Terry Pratchett has more than one phoenix alive at a time because he says it's a fucking bird. (laughs) There's never just one of anything. That's just math. I think a lot of things are bringing that around, though. I feel like in Harry Potter there was more than one because... Was there? No, there was just Fox. But that was just the one that Dumbledore had, and I seem to feel like there was more than one. Because these days, it's like, why would there just be one? This is stupid. <laughs> the king finds out he has this feather and is just steals the feather from him and is like, hey, I heard you said you could go and catch one. So uh, do that or else you're dead. So he was like, well, okay. Yeah, and the king magic is basically pony. like a giant baby who just is like, <laughs> get me exactly what I want or else I can kill you. But he actually can kill you. Luckily, the magic pony knows everything about phoenixes and was like, oh yeah, it's just, they go hang out in this spot, so let's go do that. And then this kid, I mean, he does do a really smart thing this time, though, where he disguises himself as a phoenix and dances around the way that he saw them dancing around. And then the phoenix, being a stupid bird, 
that looks a lot like a peacock and probably is as smart as a peacock was like, ah, hey, that looks just like a phoenix. I'm gonna go dance with that. It is sexy. And I mean, like, the phoenixes have pretty hot moves, I have to say. Like, the animation on the phoenixes is pretty neat. God, the animation is so good. Yeah, it's And all the designs are so good. And I love Ivan's little dance. It's so Russian. Yeah, it's so Russian. Like, you're kicking your little feet out. You keep your hands on your hips. Yeah. Yeah, so the phoenix is fooled being a bird. So then he just steals it and is like, aha, you thought I was a hot phoenix. I like how he just, like, puts it in a bag. Yes, like, I expected the phoenix to be like a little more defensive. On fire. Than this. Well, at the beginning when he finds the feather, it's just like, whoa, it's like fire, but I can touch it. Whoa, oh, whoa, that's true. Whoa. He does like put it in his hat. So I guess a phoenix can be held in a bag if he wanted to just put a phoenix in a bag. So I assume in this world, it's kind of just like a really special kind of bird with really crazy feathers. So basically, like a peacock where their feathers are iridescent and might look okay. like they're on fire. So it's probably a really close relative of the peacock, these phoenixes. So what does Ivan do? Ivan goes back to the castle with it and is like, hey, why, I got you this. And the king's like, oh, wow, cool, thanks. And that's it. Of course, this is also the time when right before Ivan showed up, that guy was just sitting there with the noose, overjoyed that he got to put it around Ivan's tiny neck. Because Ivan is also a child. Oh, yeah, he's like eight, probably. Yeah, he's like a little boy. So then the next task, which also is presented by this asshole who overhears the tale of this woman who lives on the ocean, and he's like, oh, wow, I'm going to say that Ivan said he could get that woman for some reason. I just really just want to do this. Uh Then he tells the king, and the king is like, Ivan, I heard you said you could do this thing, so now you have to go do it. Stop boasting, asshole. And he's like, I didn't. (sighs) Anyway, so then he has to go to the ocean. And he does with the magic pony who knows where the ocean is. And he's like, wow, the world is beautiful. And I'm like, it is. You know, it really is. (laughs) And then they set up a trap for this woman by setting up this super awesome tent full of fruit. And I'm like, yeah. I would be trapped by that. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd be like, this tent is full of fruit. And like pineapple? Did the USSR in 1947 have access to pineapple? I don't assume so. So this probably was like a really rad tent for them, too. And fruits like candy to poor people and to the Russians. <laughs> Sorry. So, so she gets then, totally catched. She's caught. This woman, though, is so cool. Like, she has just, like, a golden boat, and she's on the ocean, and she is the daughter of the sun, and her brother is the moon. I love this shit. <laughs> so then she was on the ocean. She's like, whoa, wait, there's a tent full of fruit. Shit. So she stops. <laughs> I better just and haul ass. Get myself yeah. into this tent. This is where There's the party is There's food in at. there. Have you heard? They got fruit. And yeah. then she starts singing because she's so happy. She's like, I've got fruit. She has like an auto harp or something. And they take her back. That's what she gets for singing out loud in a, in a space as a woman. That's what happens. Also, what happens if you wander into strange tents full of strange fruits? Yeah, maybe that'd be a bad idea, though. I would totally go I would into a strange caught. tent full of fruit, yeah. obviously. I'm sure none of the fruit is poison, and nobody is waiting to catch me in this tent. Anyway, so she gets brought back, and then she's rad as hell. Like, she is gorgeous. The animation on her is incredible. Her dress is so cool, and she's got this weird head thing on. I want to be this lady. And then the king, of course, is like, whoa, you did it, Ivan. Also, I want to marry her a lot. And he's like this old man, and she says later on that she is 15 years old. If I'd been half that awesome at 15, I would be like so much awesomer now 
Or not. Maybe you peak then, and then after that, you become one of those old Russian ladies. They get old fast. (laughs) 25, that's it. They're a crone. So the king really wants to marry her, but she's just like, no. Which I was surprised at. Were you surprised? I wasn't surprised that she didn't... I was surprised that she was able to say no. Like, that's why I was surprised. Because he's like the king... I mean, I guess she's the daughter of the son, so I guess that probably yeah. outranks him. But it's still kind of like he is the king, and she's a fifteen-year-old girl, and she's just like, no. And I'm she not wasn't marry just you. like super duper excited and like, oh, the king wants to marry me, and said right. she was like, no, I, I can do better. And, and then, and he keeps bugging her. He's like, come on, like I'm the king. What do you want? Anything? But he never threatens her with violence, which no. is something that happens a lot in movies. Just kind of to show somebody as a bad person, especially like a king that you want to take down later. But also just kind of people in power generally are like, I want what I want. Especially this dude who keeps sending Ivan the eight-year-old to go do this shit. So he didn't do anything evil to her. He was just like, please marry me. And And she was like, like, no. no. Maybe if you go and get my ring from the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, she gives him, like, these impossible tasks, and she's just like, okay, so for shits and giggles, if you do this, maybe I'll marry you. So naturally, he's like, Ivan, go get this ring, I swear, or I will kill you. I will do it this time. So Ivan's like, okay, fine, sure, I guess this is what I do. (laughs) So he goes with his magic horse to the ocean, and they see the coolest shit ever. It's this whale, and it looks like a sea monster like those old maps have it's like got these big bushy eyebrows and these giant teeth and it's huge like there's a village on its back in fact and it's kind of like beached with this village on its back and they're like oh man why is he suffering so much and the magic pony's like if he just spits out all these boats that he's swallowed he'll stop suffering but nobody ever told him that (laughs) nobody ever told the whale what he did that was bad instead it was just you have to suffer with this village on your back now why wouldn't you tell him because he doesn't know what he did wrong. Well, to be fair, he should kind of know. Oh, yeah. He would be like, well, right before this happened, I did swallow a lot of boats. Maybe I should not have those boats in me anymore. So they get him to unswallow the boats, and the boats ride off singing sailor songs. Apparently they're still With the alive. the sailors on them? They've been in there for ten years. But they're fine. They were just asleep. They're I guess good. they were just surviving off of whatever's inside of a whale. It's not a Like Geppetto. This fairy tale is illogical. <laughs> It's almost like it's made up. You mean lying to children? (laughs) How could they? Poor children must only be given straight up facts. (laughs) So the whale agrees to go and find the stuff at the bottom of the ocean. The ring. Yeah, and he does. And they take it back with no problems at all. And then they get there and the guy's like, now I have a ring. Marry me, beautiful woman. And she's like, well, one, I'm 15. Two, you're like 100 years old. (laughs) Uh, so I guess you should do this weird sequence of events to get younger again. And then she tells him to jump into boiling milk, then boiling oil, and then ice cold water. And magically it will transform him into a young prince. Yeah, don't worry. It won't burn somehow, or maybe it will, and that's the point. But hey, you gotta get young somehow. So basically she's telling him to die. I I just assumed, oh, don't worry, magic will happen or something, and he'll be a hot young king, and then he'll promote Ivan or something. But no. Then that evil dude sneaks around a corner and is like, hey, king, he says, crawling across the ground laughing, which is the way that he approaches everyone or something. Oh, God. 
He's just like, you should put Ivan through it and see what happens to him. So the king was like, that's a good idea. But luckily, the magic pony is super duper magical and just makes it not kill him somehow. And uh, turns I don't into really a know prince. how it worked. Yeah, so he pops out and he's this hot ass prince. Yep. And I really, I really appreciated that the prince and the princess kind of had the same features going on. I liked that a lot because it's not the whole, ah, I'm a big man now, I'm so muscular and you're so petite. But instead it's like he had the same hot ass features as she did. As soon as he popped out, then she was like, oh shit. And she got up off the throne and just glided over to him and was like, ah, you wound up hot, dude. Because on the ocean, she was singing this sad song about how lonely she was because she lives on the ocean. She has only the birds for friends. You know so what? Then that the king sound that bad. Just being, being alone with ocean? birds. No, it sounds nice. terrible. The ocean is wretched. Really? You don't like the ocean? I love that I ocean. don't because there's no shade. It's just the sun and the open waves and it's scary to me. Are you like one of those oceanophobes? Like, are you afraid of it? I think I might be. I mean, I like to go in the ocean for a certain amount of time. I would go on, like, a cruise where it knew where it was going. But if it were like, let's go sail around the world, I'd be like, no, thank you. For one thing, I've heard a lot of horror stories, so. Yeah, yeah. well. And for a long time, like, stuff like shipwrecks, I was like, whatever, you just float in the ocean, so you're fine. And I'm very buoyant, so I do float in the ocean. But then that's worse than drowning, because then you're just floating around, then the sun comes up. The sun, like, bakes your face and then there's, like, fish to come and hang out with you. That, whatever. Like, being eaten by a shark at that point, sure, fine. That's okay. But if I have to die from just floating around in the ocean with no food or water, terrifying. Whoa. Oceans are scary places. You should put that in your comic somehow. About how horrible the ocean is? Yeah, you should be like, here is my innermost fear. It is that I will die of sun-bakedness on the ocean. Places, like, places where you die because you don't have any water... Those scare me. The the desert as well. Those scare me but too. But a little less That's so why than I don't the ocean. Move to California. Yeah. God. Places where they don't have natural sources of water are too scary for me. I like to live near the sea because then it's pretty easy to get water. Yeah. I don't want to live in the middle part or desert at all. Yeah. Desert is a scary place. So happy ending. The king tries to follow suit so that he can be young and marry this hot princess, even though she's way into Ivan at this point. She is not even paying attention to what's going on anymore, and Ivan doesn't care either. They're too hot for this. He just jumps into the milk vat that's boiling over and just doesn't come back up. In the dubbed version, it's like, ah, and when he came out, he was uh, not younger, but he sure was wiser, and then it just cuts away. But we never see him actually come out. And then Maddie looked it up. And on the Wikipedia page for this, it says that in the Russian version, he just doesn't come out again. He's just dead. I think they very rarely, like, well, I don't know. Do they kill Disney villains? Gaston died. Ursula died. In Snow White, the evil queen, she dies. She gets, like, thrown off a ledge or crushed under a boulder or whatever. Oh, wow. I guess we don't see anything. Villains die a lot. But this, like, he wasn't really a villain. The obvious villain was definitely not him. Right. What happens to the Grand Vizier guy? Oh, he fell down a well. He died, too. Well, did he die down the well? Is that what it's supposed to... I assume so. You know what they dubbed over it, though? It was not again when he gets thrown down <laughs> the well. Oh, just to make us feel a little better. Just to make us feel like maybe he doesn't die. Like, he's been down but the well before. it was very ominous he when he fell down the well. Because it was like he fell on the bucket, and then the bucket came back up uh, broken. Without him. And it's like, whoa. So what I got from this was a story of class struggle. 
Did you get that? Uh, Maybe no. it's just that we're watching it, and this is definitely a movie that was made in the USSR. And it was even released in the United States before the Cold War was over. So it's kind of like very much a Soviet movie. And I I'm definitely sure... do feel the classism after you pointed it out. Until yeah. then, I was just like, what a fun little fairy tale. A lot of fairy tales are actually quite pro-monarch. And I mean, even this one, he does become a monarch in the end. So that's no good. They're all just like, then he became the king. And then you always assume that it's a good thing, but kings are never... This is a terrible system. It's one yeah. of the worst. Well, it isn't as overt a metaphor as like having him become king and they'd be like, actually, we're going to redistribute all of my wealth to the masses. But the metaphor is there as just like the king represents like the upper classes forcing the underclasses, Ivan, to go out and do work for them. And then the upper classes reap the benefit of it. So well, all the while not thinking that they're a very bad person. Because he's not, like, a very bad person. He's just clueless. He just keeps thinking that it's okay to send this eight-year-old kid off to do weird shit. So basically, I guess it's sort of trying to... You're identifying with Ivan, with someone who has to go do work with the proletariat, and not identifying with the king, who is, I guess, an imperialist. Like, I mean, that's what I got from it. I don't know whether it's just that I know that this movie was made in the USSR. And this is also, like, based on a Russian folktale... I don't know whether they just, like, picked this folktale because it helped a little bit with their ideology or if it was just like, this is a Russian folktale. We can be as good as Disney. Let's make a movie as good as Snow White. See, that's kind of what I assumed. Also, this movie is kind of better than Snow White. The animation, better than Snow like, White? Okay, no. I don't want to start this fight. Not like, you remember really. those trees when Snow White is, like, running and screaming? They did a very good job. Uh, and I like she's very pretty in that movie, and they like this movie definitely doesn't have a whole lot of um, angle changes. It's all kind of like flat. But I kind of just liked that visual a lot. I really liked that sort of yeah. It's like a picture book. thing. Yeah, yeah. It was really pretty. I thought I thought the animation was very smooth, so I liked that. Yeah, it was really beautiful. For and sure. it wasn't obvious that they had just like taken pictures of somebody, which is what they did for Snow White, and it was kind of you know you could see it, but it looks yeah. good. I really like that style as well, but then this was more loose and fluid. Yeah, it was also more stylized, like the characters were a little bit less realistic, which I think helped. Yeah. I also really liked the Russian feel of it. I thought that was really, like, I loved all of the interiors of the castle. Like, a lot of fairy tales have this sort of thing going on where you have to go out and do tasks. Just the whole doing tasks thing is a really important part. Yeah. Like, like you know, Rumpelstiltskin, everything, where it's just, ah, you, a peasant. Do this yeah. thing. Just, you have this task, and if you don't do it, you're gonna die. I feel like he won every time, but the fourth one is the one where it finally stopped. You know what I also think is one of the reasons why this would really appeal to kids? Like, this is definitely something I would show my kids. I feel like five to seven would be a good age to see this, because it's, like, really pretty and visually engaging, and the story's not very complicated, and you don't necessarily need to follow it to, like, like it. But I think one of the things that kids really like is the real threat of danger and death. <laughs> like, not just like, oh, I, you know, I don't know, stories about, like, I'm a pony and I lost a shoe, help me find it, shit like that. Uh, kids yeah. are like, what are the stakes here? Like, you could just get a new <laughs> shoe. But, like, this is like, Ivan is about to be pushed into a vat of boiling milk. And he will die. Like, it's something where it's, like, at any moment, Ivan could die. Which I think is why fairy tales are also something kids respond to, is, like, death, pain, actual possible bodily mutilation, like... Yeah, things that they can really understand as stuff you don't want to happen. 
Like the most. Like they don't understand material possessions. Yeah, like the the basic instincts of like I am afraid of this thing. I think they understand that a little bit easier. Yep, and also there's no threat for nightmares because nothing very scary happens if you don't think about it. You're fine. If you don't think about the dubbing. Is, you know, it's decent. Kids will get it. Some of the songs, at least one, they wound up just kind of doing, like, a poem over it. For They just couldn't translate it into a song. Or maybe the main character just couldn't sing, because he never did. A lot of the characters will just laugh for a really long time over, like, clear words that the Russian person is saying. They'll just be like, ho, ho, oh, ho, ho, oh, my, ha, ha, ho, 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 ho. It's like I recommend looking up the subtitle version if you watch it. We watched the dub version, and it was fine. Yeah, it's fine. Like, I mean, the story's not very complicated. It's not like you have to get a whole lot of the words anyway. Yeah, but I feel like you're kind of... The strange laughter is... Yeah, you're missing something with the laughter, and I'm not sure what it is, but it's something. I always hate when you miss something. Yeah. Plus, of course, since this was marketed towards kids, like, stuff that's dubbed and marketed towards kids is almost always dubbed in a way where they cover up stuff from the original story, and I hate that. Like, in Digimon, there's this character, like, a Digimon that's super big and, like, mega level or whatever, and he drinks a lot. And that's a big plot point, because somebody gets kidnapped and has to make him go to sleep so that they can escape. But instead of saying sake, or, like, beer, or, you know my special potion they say milkshakes it's steaming because it's hot sake and i'm like did you guys not think this through and i remember one time in pokemon this is kind of a famous one they were eating rice balls but i think they actually edited in like a hamburger over it or something and then there was another time in digimon where they had rice balls again and they're like ah donuts i love donuts and it's like no i remember that Like, we don't think they made this in America. And also, like, that's just making things more confusing for kids who don't know about, like, foreign foods. They eat different things in different places. Abby, what are your highs and lows for the Magic Pony? My high is definitely the princess's outfit. I love that shit. It was beautiful. It was. Like, all of the design work in this movie was so pretty, but I loved her weird hat thing (laughs) and her awesome dress with the sleeves that just had holes for her arms so she could tuck them back in if she wanted to. Loved it. Uh, my low, I didn't really like the soundtrack very much. I wonder, I don't think that's the original soundtrack. No, it definitely had like a 70s feel. Yeah. Like the songs that they edited it in was very 70s, so it was definitely not like the original music. Yeah. Especially like it was a dub, so they just kind of dubbed over with whatever they wanted. I don't know what the original sounded like. I'm sure it would sound way cooler in Russian anyway. Maddie, what about you? What were your highs and lows? I think my high is how closely it matches the actual folktale. Like, I went back and looked it up, and it's like a basically a word-for-word, which I think is really brave, considering that a lot of the, fa- the fairy tales that, like, Disney adapted or a lot of the ones that got adapted later cut out all of the like unsavory parts or like the complicated weird parts and you end up with like the little mermaid which bears no resemblance to the original little mermaid at all and doesn't deal with any of the issues it deals with nothing nothing so i'm kind of like well like this one had at least the cojones to really tell the actual folktale and i liked that a lot and like it shows that they aren't like worried about whether or not kids can handle someone boiling to death you know they're more kind of like this is how the poem goes we're gonna do this my low was probably also the dubbing of the version that we saw 
was really weird. I wish I could speak Russian so that <laughs> I could watch it. Okay, so Abby, what are we okay. going to watch next time? Next time, we're going to watch Moon Dreamers, which was recommended by our viewer, Alyssa. Thank, Thank you, Alyssa. Alyssa. Moon Dreamers looks great. It's like some kind of ripoff of Rainbow Bright. Nice. But seems maybe with a lot more fighting, I hope. Excite me. I, mean, I never watched Rainbow Bright. With a villain named Scowleen. I'm into this. So yeah, we're going to watch Moon Dreamers. Tune in next time. And also, thank you to all of my incredible backers of Patreon who brought this thing to the world and helped me keep my comics going. So they're great, and I love them. Awesome. Y'all are great. Until next time, dos vidanya. Bye. Thank you.